Welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. This week, we talked about the differences between hard good, hard bad, and what that means for you. So if you want to learn a little bit about making a jump that's a little bit scary um, or staying down a path that's been difficult so far, stay tuned and we'll talk more. Okay, so this week we're talking about uh, hard good versus hard bad, and I, you know, I know when we talked about this in Level Up, Megan and I had um, slightly different ideas of, of what that meant, which I really appreciated because mm-hmm. I felt like it ended up working out really well. Megan, why don't you go ahead and tell the kids what that means to you? <laughs> tell the kids. Tell the tell the folks at home <laughs> what that means to you. Um, so sometimes everything's hard, and that could be for a multiple multitude of reasons um but when everything's hard you kind of have to pick something that's hard so when you're there you have to make a decision am i going to do something that's hard that's bad uh meaning it's leading me further away from ultimately where i want to go and further away from easy or am i going to pick something that's hard good that's leading me towards where i want to go where ultimately things become easier and not everything's hard um, so the, a really good, simple example of this is everything's hard because my body is sick. I'm maybe overweight. Maybe my, my diet is causing autoimmune issues. Maybe it's like, everything's hard because I'm sick. And so if everything's hard, it's hard to go in the kitchen and cook yourself a healthy meal. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go to the grocery store and pick up groceries. Um, it's also hard to get in the car and drive down to Taco Bell. But if everything's hard, I'd rather you choose hard good and go boil yourself an egg than hard bad and go downstairs and drive through and get a taco. From I mean, not all tacos are unhealthy and some tacos are delicious, but... <laughs> You need to choose the hard decision in the circumstance that's going to lead you away from or lead you towards the ultimate end result where everything's not hard all the time. So I have a, a question um, for you, a little bit more selfishly personable to ask, but I have found personally it's really hard to know what's hard good and hard bad oh, okay. when you are in the absolute pits and so like how despair yeah Yeah. yes (laughs) how does one decide that because i mean like yes of course eating a hard-boiled egg or a salad from whole foods or raw vegetables is known to be good Mm -hmm. it's not i mean it's proven it's not like i'm making (laughs) this up right (laughs) but like i i still struggle with knowing like I know I should be eating three meals a day. This is not something that is a brand new concept to anybody's life. Um, But (laughs) here I am sitting in the really hard, the really bad. And instead of me taking 20 minutes to take a walk around the building and eat my lunch, I just keep looking at the clock and powering through because I need to make more money and, you know, I want to be successful and I want to hit my goals and I want to be of the utmost value to people. And so that's the path that was taken. Right. So what you just described was not having a hard time deciding what's hard good and hard bad. That struggle that you're having is following through on hard good. Mm. 
and the, the other thing is like I need to make all these hard good decisions some hard good things fall off so that's a prioritization of what things am I going to prioritize so I think those are tangential things to absolutely talk about a, a more frequent example of what you're asking that I see is everything's hard in my business what do I choose to pursue so hmm. um learning how to market's hard, learning how to advertise is hard, learning how to network is hard, um, learning all the IT and systems and CRM and all the pieces that I need in place is hard, understanding accounting and taxes is hard. Like, that's what I see all the time, and that's all hard. Mm -hmm. um, and, a, like, a hard, bad decision would be paying way too much in on a marketing budget that doesn't fit your goals, Right. So that's a, it's definitely way more complex, hard, good, hard, bad decision. Because in this circumstance, somebody paying way too much for on a marketing budget that isn't going to produce results for them is hard, bad, because it's really hard for them to scrape up the money in their business to pay mm -hmm. for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, a hard, good decision would be spending the time to do the research to understand where your marketing dollars would be, where it should go, and going through that hard process to to lead you to spending the dollars the right way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's a more, it's complex, but that's a more common in business, hard, good, hard, bad decision. But you're so right. And this is something that we touched on in our last podcast too, is it's it's so hard to see that when you're just in it and everything's hard. And so it's, and I think Danae talks about this really good. You have to be able to rise up a little bit to to be able to see the forest through, instead of through the trees, right? So that's more typical example. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I just, I think that is something that I, I myself, and I'm assuming other people, if I'm thinking it, it's like the deciding the hard good steps and like what those actually look like to get there versus just doing this one. I think that when it comes to choosing hard good, there has to be a reason you're willing to accept hard in the first place, right? So I think it's pretty cliche, but we all talk about finding our why. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, from what I understand and in my experience, finding your why isn't this nebulous idea of some sort of big goal or big noble dream that you have sometimes it's way way more granular than that seriously sometimes it's okay why am i doing this thing that is really hard but i know it's good for me why am i getting up at six every morning to work out because i want to go into a dressing room and be excited to try on clothes mm -hmm. And I want what that feels like. Or I want to take Christmas pictures with my kids and be excited to send them to people. Right. That's what that feels like. Right? It has to be very, very specific of I want this feeling. Right. Okay? And what I struggle with the most when it comes to hard good and hard bad is just like what you talked about. Sometimes you don't know which is which. Sometimes right. everything is just hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the ideas I really want to explore with you guys, because it's something that's very, very much on my mind right now, is, is hard 
a bad thing. Even hard, bad sometimes. Okay. Because, you know, one of the things that I have really, really struggled with is if I'm getting knocked down over and over and over and over again, and the things that I'm doing make me feel so bad and so incapable and so um, like everything is wrong, at what point do I say, this isn't good for me anymore? Mm -hmm. And at which point do I say, no, this struggle is the payoff. I'm paying my success tax up front and in full. And because I'm working hard and doing hard things that other people won't, yeah. I deserve more at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah. Right? My dad used to say all the time that you pay now or you pay later. He used to say that to us all the time. Like, you're either going to work hard now or you're going to work hard later. So thank you for that reminder. I think that's really smart. No, I don't think hard is bad. I generally don't think hard is bad. I think, I think, you know, the, all the cliche stuff like pressure creates diamonds and uh, <laughs> all of those. There's a lion in the background. What we There's always a lion. Like, like all of those things. The memes, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I believe in embracing hard. And that goes completely to a, mind, a mindset thing. But for me, hard, bad is leading you away from where you want to go. So there's still value in the experience. I'm not right. taking value away from the experience. There's still lessons to be learned. There's still things that you can get better at. There's always something valuable that you can take away. But hard, bad, for me, I think of uh, personal momentum or even business momentum, any type of momentum in your life, it's like pushing a stalled car. Um, I think almost all of us have had to do it at some point as um, when you go up to that car that is stalled, it's really hard to get it started moving. Like it takes some we significant effort today. to get that going. But once you've got the momentum and you have that inertia, is inertia the right word? Inertia? Object in motion wants to stay in motion, right? I don't know. I was homeschooled. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Oh, yeah. oh, you did a great job. Oh, <laughs> Once you get that momentum going, it's a lot easier to yes. keep going and gain more momentum. So hard, bad for me is like trying to push a car up, a stall car up a hill. And I want you to get to a point where you're making hard, good decisions. So you're reducing that freaking hill. And it's easier to push that car. And pretty soon you're getting this positive spiral of momentum and you're getting to, to point B, wherever that is. And I agree with what you said, Danae. It can be really granular. It doesn't have to be, I'm making the world a better place for all women in business. Like that's one of my whys, right? Make the world a better place for women in business. But it also can be like, I need to review client A's talk so that she's prepared for the next one. That's my why today. So that is why I'm I'm coming here and 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 getting to work at ADM, mm -hmm. so I can help this one woman be better in business. And so um, <clears throat> that is. And then we talked about this in the in the last episode. It's like doing the little things. Not the last episode, like two ago. My timelines are also just yeah, showacked. Um, but it's also like doing those little things that create the big things. We talked about make make your bed mm -hmm. in the morning. Um, but that's all, I think the all of the stuff we talk about is all kind of intermingled around this same kind of storyline of these are these are all premises that that you can pull from to create the life that you want and to 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 build success in your life for whatever that looks like for you. I like that. Um, so I, I guess 
like going, kind of going off of what you've said, because there are things that are hard and you have to do them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. I get that. What I want to ask people, including myself, and I ask myself this all of the time, is how much of the hard in your life is self-imposed adversity? Tell me more. Okay. How much of your life is not as hard as you're making it? Okay. Right? That's very valid. Got it. I was like, I don't know where you're going with that. Exactly. So for me, sometimes things are a monster in my brain. Mm -hmm. In real life, they're not that bad. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what? I was dreading a couple specific pieces of follow-up for no reason. Anxiety. Anxiety is the reason, right? Um, I was dreading, you know, a few specific client things and a few specific tasks. But when you actually get down to it, are they actually that difficult or is most of that in my head? Most of it's in my head. So by, you know, setting boundaries like we talked about in the last episode and saying, you know what, these two hours I have at the office are my follow-up time mm-hmm. and saying, how how quickly can I get these things done that I hate doing? Then you know what? All of the stuff today that I was absolutely dreading doing and that I had made this monster in my brain took about half an hour. Mm-hmm. About half an hour. And then that stuff was gone. And it was something that I've built up so, so much that is it's so difficult and it takes so much out of me and a lot of that honestly is my brain lying to me Mm. it's me lying to myself about how how hard or how easy something is um and i think that you know part of that component too is you know is this actually hard or do i just not want to do it you know yeah that might make it hard that might make it hard, and that's that's why it's really hard for to to set this line, especially because so much of the battle we're fighting is in our own heads. Seriously. So it's a to decide if it's hard, good, or hard, bad. You say, does this need to happen in order for me to pursue my end goals, even if they're short term goals? It does. Like I said, mm-hmm. does do, in doing this, does this get me one step closer? So yes or no question. If it's an I don't know, you need to do more research. You need to ask more questions to find out why. But it should be pretty easy for you to look at it and say, is it likely that this is pushing me towards the end goal? Even if you're like, mm, maybe. It's probably hard good. You do that maybe thing so much better. Yay! The higher the pitch, the more questionable it is. That's the rule. That's the scale in case you guys were, were wondering. I'm not perfect pitch, but... <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's 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 switch gears because I think some of that's going to be fairly subjective, just in our own brains, yeah. you know, and that's that's okay, right? Sometimes we just have to make decisions on our own about what's actually real and what's actually not, right? Okay, so uh, switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about how I kind of interpreted this topic in the first place, yeah. and it's based on something that I see all the time, not only in my life but in in my clients' lives and people around me, and. I want to talk about hard, good, hard, bad, and I'll just start saying hard for most of this conversation, okay? <laughs> but um, I really want to talk about discomfort, okay? okay? And in this context, I think that people feel discomfort for two different reasons, and the issue is deciding which it actually is. Okay. Okay? So here's the first scenario. I love this. I love where this, this is, is This is one of my favorite things to talk about because it, until you make it conscious, you don't understand that it's real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Everybody has a comfort zone. 
We agree on that, right? Everybody has a comfort zone. It's the things that they know they can do, the things that don't make them anxiety or make them anxious by doing. It's right? safe, yeah. It's safe. These are the things that are safe for me. These are the things that I'm used to. Um, you'll find that most people only drive in specific parts of town um, mm-hmm. because that's what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the same grocery store because that's what they're comfortable with. Um, they go to the same dry cleaners because that's what they're comfortable with. And they hang out with a friend group that they are associated with. with, yeah. Right? So when you do something that's out of your comfort zone, you feel discomfort. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Whether or not that's hanging out with a new group of friends who you've never been around before, going to a new networking group that you've never been to before, um, trying a kind of food at a restaurant that you've never tried before, you might feel discomfort because you're going out of your comfort zone. That's 100% natural. Sometimes going out of your comfort zone is very, very good for you. Yeah. Okay? Because if something is within your comfort zone that you want, if it was within your comfort zone, you would already have it. Okay, so uh, we talked about these internal thermometers before and we'll go back to it at some point. But um, if you're the kind of person who's comfortable making 40 grand a year, you're probably making 40 grand a year. Okay, Um, if you go out of your comfort zone and you find a new job and you change your habits and you go back to school and you get new skills and now you're making 100 grand, that wasn't within your original comfort zone. Right. Right. So you had to grow to that. Exactly. The funny thing about your comfort zone is the more often you go outside of it, the the weaker those walls get. Right. It's like when you have a, a screen door on your back porch. Right. The first time you use it, it's a little bit squeaky. It doesn't open as easily. But after a thousand times where your kids are going in and out, it's just swinging back and forth and it's not even really closing anymore. Yeah. Right. That's kind of how I think about your comfort zone. Anytime you do something that's uncomfortable for you, you get better and better and less and less scared because, you know, you can do things like that. Right. Right? So your comfort zone gets weaker and, and weaker and weaker and basically larger and larger and larger mm-hmm. until everything's in your comfort zone and you can do everything. Right? Yeah. So um, the first kind of discomfort is going out of your comfort zone. Okay? Sometimes good, sometimes bad. The second kind of discomfort is a gut feeling and an intuition that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay? And both are valid. Can we always tell the difference between those two things? Between gut feeling and discomfort from going out of your comfort zone. I think it's, that's partially subjective. Mm-hmm. I think it's 100% subjective. Um, it's different for every person. Because I think it's different for every person. But I was um, just talking to um, Jenny. Mm-hmm. And um, she had said something to me about... The, the I feel like the first part of your discomfort is mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in my head. And then the second part of that discomfort has got to come from heart and belly. Mm-hmm. And if it's not here, mm-hmm. if it's just here, it's probably just discomfort. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of mm-hmm. fear, a little bit of whatever. But if you're feeling it here and here, mm-hmm. we are into that next zone. Or if you're not feeling it here and here, I should say, or you're la- whatever it is, mm-hmm. we're in the second zone. Yeah. So that's what that's that's the question that I want to ask everybody is when you're making decisions, are you making them because it's uncomfortable or because you have a gut feeling that it's really, really wrong? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in my context, a lot of that times what what this means is, you know, when I'm working with clients in my financial practice, 
right? Especially when I'm working with people who haven't made big financial decisions for mm-hmm. themselves before. And if you're, if you haven't met with an advisor before, any decision feels like a big financial decision and that's okay. That's totally okay. Um, a lot of times if somebody's never made a financial decision before, then what they're feeling is the discomfort of, I've never done this before. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this kind of thing feels like. Mm-hmm. I haven't made this kind of a decision, so I don't really know what's right and what's wrong. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't really understand money that well, so I think this is a good fit, but I don't, you know, I don't really know. Yeah, okay? I'm sure Sarah gets that. I was to say, yeah. I get this all the time. It just happened today with personal best friends of mine who, you know, felt like they just rushed the process of putting in an offer on a home. And they just, like, that became, like, it's their goal. They know they want to own a home. They they, right. they know they want this. But then the actual steps of doing it happened so quickly yesterday that, like, today just, it wasn't right. It, this yeah. is not the right time. It was not a good gut feeling. We were not on the same page about it. Right. This is not the right time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's okay. And they kept apologizing for it. I'm like, don't worry, like, this okay, like, this is a sign, and this is just on to the next one we go. I feel like a part of my job is really ushering people through that discomfort, Mm -hmm. Um, so I really love it when you talk about it, because it reminds me that it's these things that I ask uh, women to do for their businesses are no longer uncomfortable for me, because I've helped dozens of women through this. So for me, it's just like, oh yeah, we're going to do this, and it's really important for me to slow down and remember this is uncomfortable and help them. And so part of my job is to help usher them along the way, explaining to them to, so what, that they feel the com- they feel less discomfort mm-hmm. in the decision. And if I can help walk them through the brain side of it, like you were saying, Sarah, the head, head discomfort and give them time and support to make sure that it feels right in their heart and their gut when I'm asking them to, you know, maybe move a website or change their cert, their what they're offering altogether. Um, so I I totally recognize this process and I see it every day. And I think there's an incredible amount of courage in just willing to show up knowing it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, and that alone... I think is incredible. I think that's part of the reason I like, I just love what I do because just having that, it is so scary to make these big decisions, big financial decisions, big decisions about your home or even the, um, the future of your business. That's all really, really scary and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it bad. That doesn't make it bad. You've got to grow. I mean, unless you have like the gut feeling that's telling you like, this is no longer my path or this is whatever right. it is. I mean, it's like that feeling of, you know, people talk about when they're about to go into a, a house or a scene, they know it's not right, but mm-hmm. and so they felt it in their gut. Like, that's the feeling we're talking about. Like, yeah. if it is that ugly, not good, like, to your core, yeah, yes, then we, you know, that's not good. You know, like, it's, it's that's, really, that's yeah. what I'm trying, like, there's... I have a feeling people are going to be like, well, I don't know. I, maybe they don't know if they have it, they're connected enough or mm-hmm. if they have enough to, to be aware of what that actually feels like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think at some point in time, all of us have experienced that, like, terrible gut feeling. Yeah. 
um, with something in our lives. Don't know what it may be. Side note, you know how John Maxwell tells us to have two areas of growth? Yeah. Yes. Um, one is <laughs> one is skill and one is choice. Yeah. My, I don't know, maybe it should be my skill, but my choice right now, which why I have that weird book in my office, is uh, developing my connection with my intuition. Yeah. Because I have really strong feelings um, about intuition about people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to be more connected to more of the tactical day-to-day decision-making. Like, is this the right choice for me or for my client? Yeah. So that is currently, I love that we, you said that, it's currently my my area of growth. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Maxwell. I like that. Thanks, and I, I love John Maxwell. Like, He's one of my one of my old dude crushes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Silver Fox. I know. <laughs> Somebody send this to John Maxwell, please. Um, <laughs> for unrelated reasons, don't worry about it. But um, okay, a couple couple things because I want to I want to talk about you know two different points here. So um, the first is that I, I want to talk about specifically women getting into some sort of role that involves sales. Okay. Okay. Because I think that this a lot of the times becomes a major issue. Okay. And here's, here's the context in which I'm talking about a lot of times. um, If somebody's getting into some sort of role where you have to ask somebody for money Mm -hmm. or you have to ask people for business or you have to ask somebody to work with you, Um, that is a big, big point of discomfort for Mm -hmm. a lot of women. And that's why in, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, I think that's a lot of the time why people, especially women get out of sales because they feel like it's a gut feeling because it feels bad Mm. to ask for something instead of understanding that if you're really in a role in entrepreneurship and sales or whatever, where you're adding value to people and you're giving and you have their best interest in mind, then you're adding. Yeah. You know, you're adding. And so you shouldn't have a gut feeling about it. I think sometimes we just, we, we, we feel like we're on the line because we're helping and we're giving and you know, we're offering help, but we're also getting something in return. And so sometimes we feel like we're on the line of, am I uncomfortable because I'm selling somebody something and I'm asking for payment in return? Right. Or am I in this for me because I need to do this for myself and that feels wrong? That's where it shows up in my life. Uh, this showed up for me today. This exact <laughs> thing. So I um, am inviting a small group of women together to do a group coaching and I'm not doing it for free. So I I came up with this um, description of what I looked at, looked at it being, and I was emailing it directly, just a personal email to these women that I already know, saying I'd love for you to be a part of this group. <clears throat> and I made Stephanie, which our podcast listeners will meet very soon because she is basically my other half when it, <laughs> when it comes to we share an office, so she, I talk to her all the time. But... Um, I turned to Stephanie and I legitimately made her read it three separate times and asked her if I felt if it was too salesy because my intention was not to come across salesy. It was literally I handpicked women and said, I, you're the person I want to bring into this group. Are you interested? Um, but it was like this hard thing for me because I have to sell it because they have to pay me to do the job, but I don't want to be a salesman 
but I am a salesman because I'm selling yeah. something. And so, <laughs> and so it was this hard thing. And finally, Stephanie turned to me and she's like, it's fine. Like, stop. Just send the email. Just an email. Like, it was funny. So well, it shows up for, it shows up for me, too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm, I'm really in my own power. I, I feel like I function that way. Um, so even me, I struggle with that. I feel like it's hard to acknowledge that something will benefit you and be okay with that in that situation right and just be like just because you know something will will make you money or will benefit you doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing well i say it doesn't take its value away for how good it is and that is what you're doing you're getting these group of women together to be a value for you your business and for them no i think that's say that again it doesn't take doesn't take the value away because it benefits. Because it benefits you. If it, it, if, if it is in line with your why and it yeah. you truly are doing this to be of value to you, be of value to these women, be of value to your business, I mean, that's beautiful. And that's what people want to mm-hmm. hear. And that's, what, that's why people want to do this is because they're being understood. They're being heard. This is how we want to grow. Yeah. And this is why you're specifically choosing them is because of the people that they are and the value that they bring in regards to how they think about things, their career, whatever else may mm-hmm. be the criteria for this yeah. group. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of people um, struggle with this is asking for the sale is – Am I really being a value or am I just being a salesperson? Well, when you're ma- when you're thinking about that, is it in line with who you are? Yeah. Is it in line with what you are truly running your business by? Yeah. Because if it's not and you're selling a pen that, you know, you could give two craps less about, then no, you're going to sell like a salesman every time you sell that pen. Right. Like you just are. Like if you are not passionate about that pen, that pen is not all the things in your favorite pen that you write with and you can't live without it. It's got sparkles all over it and it stays in your in your purse and you never live without it. I have one I of those exactly by the way. Yeah, I was like, I have one of those by the way. I remember when you posted on Facebook about this pen. <laughs> but like I'm just saying, that would be a pen I'd be real passionate about selling because right. it's it it's of value to me. Um and I don't feel like it would feel that so way. So are but you making the argument, or not argument, but the point that the solution to women who are really uncomfortable with sales, um, the solution to this uncom- uncomfort? Discomfort? discomfort. <laughs> I talk for a living, don't I? The solution to this discomfort is connecting to the why, connecting to the purpose behind it. Yes, and acknowledging that even if you always have people's best interest in mind and you're okay with receiving value and you have an awesome why, then it still will not always feel awesome. No. Because people are not always yeah. awesome. Which is exactly why I called it hard, good, hard, bad. Because I didn't want to ever take away the point that if it's if it's in line, I think it's complete BS. Jason doesn't want me to curse anymore. I think it's... I think it's complete BS that somebody will say, if it's meant to be, it's going to be easy. Like, if it's this hard, you shouldn't be doing it. I think that's... For those of you not watching us video right now, Danae and I are shaking our heads. No, no, no. I just think... Has anybody ever been in a relationship ever? (laughs) But if it were... But if it's just supposed to be easy, right? 
I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case. Okay, I wanna I wanna backtrack a little bit because the second point that I wanted to mention, and I'm glad that you kind of brought it around. Um bring it around <laughs> town. Any SpongeBob fans in the house? Um so <laughs> Yeah, you guys are. I missed that one because I. You're, you're too much older than I was me. Too oh my god! I know, I know. Really, I'm I'm a child. Thanks, but thanks, Denise. <laughs> SpongeBob <laughs> is for everyone. We'll have a whole podcast on that um, at a later date. But okay, what I wanted to to point out and something that I think about a lot is somebody. Um, and I don't remember, it was probably some conference I went to or something like that. I wish I could give credit. Um, somebody gave a talk about paying attention to the butterflies in your life. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. Like- <laughs> what I like about that and the way that they explained it was basically that every time your life is about to change in a big way, you get butterflies in your stomach. You get this crazy feeling of anticipation and it's scary, Right. But pay attention to that because that's when you're about to do something that changes your life, right? Mm. And I think that one of the things I'm starting to realize is so many people go through life without ever feeling those butterflies. Because they won't take the chance? Yep. Because if you're always living in your comfort zone, if you're always doing things that are safe and easy and comfortable, um, then your your life's not going to change. Right. If you never feel butterflies, if you never do something that scares the crap out of you or gets you excited. Do you remember when you were a kid and, you know, for me, it was when I went to summer camp for the first time. Okay, so the first time I'd ever been away from home and I was packed probably a week before, but I got to go shopping for cool camping stuff. And like, I was a pretty sheltered kid. And I was like, I just didn't, I was so excited because I didn't know that what that meant. And like, you know, I was so so excited and I couldn't sleep. I kept waking up during the night because I was so excited because this was a new possibility and this was something that I, I'd never experienced before and I knew it was going to be big, mm-hmm. right? When was the last time you had that feeling in your life? Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's scary, people stop looking for that feeling yeah. and their life stops changing. Yeah. Mm. And I know that's a really dramatic way of saying it. I don't because, think so. No, I think it's spot on, dude. Absolutely spot on. Yeah, but what, that's one of my favorite things about Level Up is we're providing support for a lot of women who a lot of times for the have never had this much support in their lives. Yeah. And have never felt like they have the ca- capacity or capability to step out of their comfort zone, even if it's a leap of faith, so that they can have the possibility of changing their life and moving in a direction that they hadn't necessarily anticipated yeah right so i don't know how you guys feel about that but that's something that i've really started to notice anytime i start to feel like okay this is gonna be this could be good this could be good this could be something like yeah yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that every time you get butterflies it's gonna be you know the best day of your life but it means that something's gonna change it could be that taco could be that different kind of butterflies (laughs) not the butterflies i'm talking about uh different butterflies no, I think that's uh, completely spot on. Yeah, and I think it's a perfect way to really round out the whole thing. I think that we it's were just like talking about. it's like when you're scared, do it anyway. Like, what is that quote? I think it's that. No, it's like do real, it scared real or something courage. Like that. Courage is doing it even though you're scared. Or <sighs> well, oh, to look at like oh, whatever. being brave isn't like never being scared. It's being scared and doing it anyway. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Gotcha. I think when you were talking, I thought about how I almost passed out at my wedding. Like I was just terrified. Uh, not because my husband isn't the greatest thing that ever happened to me because he is. And you, you tell us about it a lot. Yeah. You want to say, Taylor, the greatest thing to ever happen to me. He is. He is. Um, and, uh, but I remember just almost falling out, like falling out how terrified I was just because I knew everything would change. Just, it was the perfect way you described it. Everything was going to change, like everything. So um, I totally get that. And I think I, I am... Uh, a risk taker in the way that I do lean into that. So I think what you're teaching me today, and I wonder if this is true for you, Sarah, or anybody that's listening, I don't think that's the case for everybody. When I lean into that feeling, I think I'm kind of an addict for it. I didn't start three businesses because I love being safe all the time. Um, so there are certain areas that I definitely lean into that. But you, Danae, also know that when it comes to my financial stability, I'm like, give me the out of here get me out I want this to be safe I want this to be secure um so I I think we all show up differently for for that feeling how do you do you lean in or do you run away Sarah I've been learning to lean in yeah I wouldn't say run away but delay yeah <laughs> let's find let's figure this yeah. out a little bit like let me think about it some more and let's put another three months of thought into it and then instead of you know, doing the lean in. My sister and I were just talking, not just. Um, last time I was back before she had her baby, we were talking about it. Um, and one of the, her coaches that she was talking to was like, when you have that feeling, lean into it. Because mm-hmm. that's when you're about to broach something huge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So while I am a thinker to my core and possibly delaying, um, I would rather lean than not all day yeah. to get to that next level. Yeah. I'd rather lean in and make a mistake than never make, mm-hmm. never do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think I lean in and forget that there's a possibility of making mistakes. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, like if, if, if I knew how many ways I could mess up entrepreneurship and how many ways I have messed up entrepreneurship I don't know if I would have started and I think that that's part of the cool part of this is that it's all just blind faith (laughs) you get excited and you know whatever whatever this stage is is unconscious incompetence Mm -hmm. right if you can if you can lean in and jump in you know both feet first even if you don't know what things are going to look like you don't know what good things are going to happen you don't know what bad things are going to happen you just know that something is going to happen um and then you keep going, even if it gets hard, and even if you mess up, and even if it's hard, good, and hard, bad, and hard, everything in between, right? Mm-hmm. And you have butterflies, and all of this crazy stuff goes on. I I think that's kind of the point, yeah. right? So leaning in, even if you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And what you're making me think about is, so I like serve women on that downside into the into the valley of despair and out we gotta do a podcast side, right? specifically about this concept so <laughs> I know. That everybody knows what we're talking about i know about. <laughs> we should we totally should we'll put up my graph um i love graphs it's a cool graph have i not shown you this graph oh i dweeped out i couldn't find a graph that overlaid all these things that we talk about in one place so i made one so anyway <laughs> okay i love, I love you, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry i kicked her 
Um, massive waterfall. <laughs> um, but what you're making me think about is we need to, you guys know I talk about um, the power of seeing yourself do something mm-hmm. all the time. That's super, super powerful. When you're on the upslope, when you're in that unconscious, unconscious incompetence phase, that first phase, when you're coming up the slope and you're excited and you're making mistakes, but you're doing it anyways and you're learning, like you need to see yourself kind of falter a little bit and see yourself make those big jumps and see yourself do it because when you're here when everything's hard when you're in the hard good hard bad zone um it's really great to have that experience lean back on and be like well remember when i didn't know this or that and i chose something and then i did it anyway um i think that's really valuable so i think what i'm taking away from the your discussion danae is you have to do it anyway or everything stops what was the words i want you to reiterate it when you said or your life stops like that's when nothing happens for you anymore when you when you refuse to even do take on the challenge or be uncomfortable i don't remember exactly what words i used but i don't know that right Yeah, yeah i think so i think that at some point you have to decide what kind of a person you are and it's not like one is good or one is bad. It's it's seriously just different because I don't think that everybody is meant for a life of entrepreneurship no. specifically, no. right? I, I seriously don't think that. So I don't want anybody to listen to this and think like, oh man, like this is the only way to do things. I don't think that's the case. I think that you can do plenty with wherever you're at. But if you had the choice between, if you look, if you knew you had, let's say 30 years left in your life, and you could make $50,000 a year and you could stay in the same house and you could eat the same food and you could maybe go on vacation every once in a while and you could, you know, pay for all the things you need and maybe have a little bit left over. Or you could take a giant risk and you could do something where you have the potential to make a million dollars or you have the potential to lose everything. Mm-hmm. But your time is finite. Mm-hmm. right so you have the potential to gain everything but you also have the potential to lose a lot and feel a lot of pain what kind of person are you going to be yeah and that's not that's that's just something that i think about a lot not necessarily in a is this the right way to do things or not but who who am i if i right. have if i have 30 years left and i know that's a hopefully a short estimate i'm 27 oh my gosh young, stop. Right? but I'm, this is this is an example this is an example this isn't about me specifically Okay, God, I'm not trying to depress anybody, okay? Jeez. This is specifically, this is an illustration not to be used for selling purposes. Just, um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Thank you, sir. I hope you appreciate that. I um, Hey, you know, if, if, if I only have that much left, and who knows, right? Um, you know, Cameron lost another friend this last week, and it was something that was really, really difficult for, for him. But you don't know how much time you have. And I know that this is a really, really serious note, but are you going to do something that's hard for you? Are you going to jump out of your comfort zone because you know that you might not be able, you might not have the chance to do that for forever? Right. Right? What does that look like? So I know that that's a Hmm. dramatic way to phrase things, guys. No, but I think it's a good mindset thought for there's no right or wrong on what it is that you are as a person, but it's, there's differences. And I don't think it has to apply to entrepreneurship because I think about my husband and his career. Uh-huh. Um, he had the opportunity to work on a really technically difficult project early in his career. And um, he jumped at it and it was he had to grow so quickly to be able to handle it just 
technically and his skills and his leadership ability because he took it on so early in his career. Um, so that's not entrepreneurial because he didn't mm-hmm. start a business, but he took on a big risk that was going to either make or break his career, at least for the near term, because if that project didn't go well, everybody was going to know. Yeah. Um, and so I think it, I, I think it is across all people, what kind of person you are going to be. And it doesn't have to be in just the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. way. That's just how we express it because that's the kind of people that we are. But I think taking risks is growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And one of my favorite thoughts is and that we reiterate a lot, I think, is that growth isn't automatic, mm-hmm. right? It's something you have to work towards. So even if that's just a step in the right direction, yep. and, you know, that's part of what I love about Level Up is that, you know, if somebody wants to start a business, great. But if somebody just wants support because they want to have a baby right. or they want to start a blog or they want to have a conversation with somebody that they were afraid to have before, they want to ask for a raise or they want to switch to a different part of their company or a different career fields that they have never done before, then you have the tools to do it and not feel insane. Yeah. Right. So I think that's probably um, a good note to finish up on. Any final thoughts, guys? No, I think that was a good wrap up. Good yeah. full circle. This was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Hey, guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life too. So until the next episode, thanks. <laughs>